You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your host, Casey Foreman. This is a show discussing what's going on in the world of sports. And you can listen every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your host, Casey Foreman. I have a lot of interesting information to go over today, but I want to start out with uh, giving you guys a sports update, an update on what's going on in all of the major league sports in the country right now, uh, because we know more information now you know, than, than we have in the past. So I want to give you guys an update in the sports world. Uh, I also want to talk about the deadline in the NFL to extend contracts is actually today, uh, Wednesday, July 15th. Uh, So I want to talk about that and a couple of different aspects that go along with that. And then make sure you stick around until my very last segment because I want to talk about Russell Westbrook, where he was ranked on Bleacher Report's top 100 players this season, and you don't want to miss that. So stick around until the very end of the show. But like I said, I want to start out by giving you guys a simply, uh, I know, a simple coronavirus sports update. Uh, So let's go ahead and start out with the NFL. Uh, So uh, in mid to late July, around the 21st uh, of July, uh, training camps and preseason camps uh, can start to begin for the NFL. Uh, Obviously, it's going to depend on uh, where the team is and, and what uh, the numbers are looking like, you know, in that city. But uh, for the most part, preseason camps, mid to late July, uh, they should be kicking off. Uh, the regular season should start September 10th. That is when the first week, you know, week one regular season is set to kick off September 10th. Uh, the NFL will not be doing a bubble situation like the uh, NHL and the NBA. So simply, uh, you know, going to the stadiums, to their respective cities still, traveling as a team. Uh, however, you know, social distancing will be enforced in locker rooms, you know, in, in all facilities, traveling, all that, you know, they'll wear masks. I, I don't know as far as on the field if I, I've heard talks of like masks being incorporated into their helmets, but, you know, that's just going to be make, that's going to make it even harder and harder to play in, you know, to breathe in these in these hot cities and, you know, the, the temperatures that they play in sometimes. So that isn't necessarily the best thing. You know, they, they should just be tested and make sure they're tested before each game. They should be tested, obviously, very regularly, but that's their plan so far. If someone ends up uh, getting the virus, they're going to be quarantined out of play for, you know, until obviously they get the negative test. So that's good to hear. They, they are having some plans already. Uh, you know, they're partnering. I saw, I'm not quite sure who with, but, you know, t- to make sure they're getting the fastest and, and best tests possible. So props to them. They seem to be, you know, uh, checking every box. Uh, but that's it for the NFL. Should be starting September 10th. And uh, we might be having, uh, kind of depends also, uh, like I said, with the whole uh, social distancing and, and bubble thing, uh, it depends on, on the city you're going to really. 
uh, for fans. And some cities might be able to hold more fans than others. Some might not be able to hold any, hold any at all. But the NFL is planning on having fans in attendance for their games. Uh, and we'll see how that turns out. Okay, we'll see how that, that turns out for them. But that's it for the NFL. Let's talk about the NHL. Uh, training camps are actually going on as we speak. Uh, the first round of the playoffs are set to kick off August 11th. Uh, similar to the uh, uh, NBA bubble, the NHL is having a bubble of their own. So they're in one site or a couple of different sites playing. And... Uh, Props to them for for taking the proper precautions. They also, or I don't want to say also, they are doing some some qualification games. But for the most part, you know they're jumping right to the postseason. Uh, something uh, or that is something a lot of people wanted the NBA to do. Obviously, we see them having the eight seeding games and such. But I'll talk about them coming up. But yeah, the NHL in their own bubble in training camps now. Uh, the Start of the qualification rounds uh, are going to kick off August 1st. And, uh, you know, qualification games and then whoever qualifies right to the playoffs uh, August 11th. Uh, excited to see that kick off. You know, I'm from St. Louis. The St. Louis Blues are the reigning champs. Let's see if they can go back to back. Let's see. Uh, either way, excited for the NHL season. MLB. Uh, training camps are going on, you know, similar to the NHL uh, as we speak. So training camps are going on now. Uh, there, there is going to be a 60-game regular season that begins on July 23rd. And, you know, if you're a regular baseball watcher, you know, that is about, you know, less than 50% of the games that they usually play. So a much of a shortened season this year because of the pandemic and everything going on, kind of just wanting wanting to get the season, I don't want to say over with, but yes, you know, get it through. You had a season. It was an abbreviated season, but it was a season, and there will be, as far as we know, you know, there will be a champion, a World Series champ at the end. Uh, but, yeah, regular season, uh, 23rd of July, we'll, we'll get baseball back. Uh, the trading deadline, another notable date for the MLB, is going to be on August 31st. And, you know, them more than anybody, they're, they are more equipped to play during this pandemic being so spread out, you know, on, on that baseball field. So, uh, you know, they have more advantages than, you know, to guys like the NFL and MLB, or sorry, sorry uh, NBA who are up against each other sweating, you know, at all times. So uh, MLB, they have, you know, they more than anybody are, are equipped, I think, to play in this pandemic. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to see them coming back soon and, and within a week or so. And uh, players are going to be tested, I believe, every other day. So the MLB, you know, they're also taking the proper precautions with the players playing. Uh, I'm excited to see how that's going to work out. They are also traveling, you know, to cities as well. So let's see how that works out. But either way, you know, we're getting baseball back. Uh, it's something we're all excited for. Uh, you know, if you guys are into this, the UFC already returned, you know, Fight Island. Dana White premiered his Fight Island this past week. Uh, you know, I, I didn't necessarily get into the fight or watch it, but, you know, I heard great things, good results. Lots of people watched. Uh, they're, ha they're happy to see the UFC back, so props to them for getting it back. I know he was talking about doing the uh, Fight Island 
uh, for some months now. So I'm glad to see, you know, he was able to get it up and running. Uh, seems to be a, a smooth sailing uh, establishment from, you know, from, uh, from my point of view and at this point. Uh, so props to them, props to the UFC uh, to getting it going again because, you know, uh, more than anybody, they're up in each other's faces and, and, you know, and bodily contact, you know, more than anybody in the UFC. So props to them for getting it done and uh, seemingly in a safe way. Uh, the MLS also returned in, in a somewhat bubble in Florida, uh, a tournament uh, beginning July 8th, so not too long ago. So there's an MLS. I don't have too much information on that, but there's the MLS for for the you MLS fans, July eighth, I'm sure you guys know knew about this, but uh, just if you guys are into that, and then NBA, uh, obviously, I've been talking about that a whole lot on this podcast. Uh, but the Orlando bubble, you know, players are there right now. The uh, eight seeding games are gonna are set to kick off July thirtieth. Then there will be uh, a possible play-in tournament to get the final seeding spots and the the final spots uh, in the playoffs. And then we'll have our NBA postseason just as you know as usual. It'll be a regular NBA postseason, and we will have an NBA champion. So really looking forward to that. You know more than anything but you know the first thing we're gonna get uh we're like i said we're already getting ufc uh mls is already back we're gonna be getting the mlb nba and then we'll have the nhl so things are coming up shortly uh you know you don't have to wait too much longer to get your sports back so i'm happy to hear that i'm gonna go ahead and take a quick break when i come back i'm gonna really dive in uh to some stories for you guys and and really you know dive into today's podcast uh, I, w- I want to talk about the NFL as well as the NBA. So that's coming up. Don't go anywhere. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, like I said before the break, I want to talk about the NFL. I, w- I want to start out uh, by talking about the NFL, uh, specifically. Uh, the deadline to sign extensions for you know multi-year extensions is today, Wednesday, July fifteenth. Uh, so I want to talk about that. Uh, you know some players who have been extended, and you know one looming player, one contract we're all waiting uh, to get done, basically. So uh, to start out, like I said. I want to name some notable players that have already been extended in the past week or so. Uh, obviously, in my last podcast, I, I talked about it. Uh, Patrick Mahomes got the you know uh, decade long, five hundred million possibly, uh, you know, but five hundred million dollar contract from the Chiefs. So uh, possibly setting a new standard there. Uh, but either way, we see you know. Kansas City locking up their guy in Patrick Mahomes for a decade plus. Uh, props to them, but you know that that is the biggest deal uh, that has had to have happened uh, easily in the past week, if not you know in, in NFL uh, history. So props again to Mahomes and the Chiefs for getting that deal done. Uh, but another player extended, uh, Miles Garrett got extend, extended from the Browns, uh, defensive end. Uh, you know, one of the top players in this league, definitely. 
uh, deserving of an extension from the Browns. Glad to see him getting locked up uh, for years to come. So props to the Browns and Garrett to getting that done. And uh, another player, Chris Jones, defensive tackle, uh, Kansas City Chiefs as well. So we see the Chiefs locking up players long-term on the offense as well as on the defensive end. Chris Jones, one of their best, if not their best, you know, defensive players. So props to them for getting him. I wouldn't say they're I mean, I don't, not, not their best, but either way, a good defensive player. You know, glad to see them extending him for the foreseeable future. So props to the Chiefs and Chris Jones getting that done. And like I said, props to the Chiefs, man. They're they're getting their team, the guys that they like, you know, they're getting them locked up, like I said, for the foreseeable future. Uh, I like the Chiefs for years to come, especially next year. And, you know, with these guys, a lot of them getting these contracts, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're going to want to see them almost living up to these. So I think the players will come out hungry, you know, in Kansas City. And uh, I expect them to be, I hope to see them at, at the very least in the uh, AFC uh, championship game. So that that is what my expectations are for the Chiefs. Uh, props to them. Props to the Browns for getting Miles Garrett extended. Uh, but... There is one contract situation that has not been done, has not been dealt with uh, quite yet. It hasn't been finished, should I say. Uh, so let's talk about that. Either, Even though, uh, you know, if you've been listening to my podcast in, in prior weeks, you've, you know that, you know, I'm about done talking about Dak Prescott and the Cowboys and his and his contract, you know, his looming contract situation. Will the Cowboys extend him? Is he their long-term guy? They they talk like he is. He acts like he wants to be in Dallas long-term, you know. But but you know, if you like it, like they say, put a ring on it. And we haven't necessarily seen that. We haven't seen that from the Cowboys for Dak Prescott. Uh, so let's talk about that. Even though, like I said, I'm about done talking about it, but the deadline is today. Okay. So I promise you guys today is going to be the last time I talk about this, uh, you know, until the deal inevitably, inevitably gets done probably next year, you know, we'll see, we'll see, but, uh, let's talk about it. You know, as of right now, He's on the one-year franchise tag, getting paid around, I believe, $31 million for the next year. And when you compare that to the salaries he's gotten over the past three or four years, you know that you know that, that is a significant jump up, uh, again, in comparison to what he was getting, a fourth-round draft pick, you know, definitely was not getting anywhere near $30 million per year. So this year, getting 31, a huge jump for him. Uh However, you know, since we don't see the long-term contract, we saw at first, you know, the the uh, hesitance. You know, he was hesitant to sign the the franchise tag. He almost it was said he was going to reject the franchise tag. Uh, so that was a story that was that came out a while ago. I believe I I talked about it on this podcast. So uh, that w- that was the story a little bit ago. Now we the the latest is that you know the the deal the the one year deal has been signed. The franchise tag. He's the Dallas quarterback, Dallas Cowboys quarterback for the next year at least, um, or if or only only for the next year. Uh, but again, I'm not really sure. Excuse me, 
what the holdup is. You know, is is it on Dak's side? Is it on Dallas's side? Side? Who is? Where's the bump in the road? You know, why hasn't the ink hit the paper yet? The pen hit the paper. Why haven't we seen that? And like I said, I don't know if it's because of Dak Prescott or because of Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, as far as Dak goes, I I, I don't see the, hes- the hesitance. You know, I don't see him being uh, hesitant to sign this deal uh, based on the Cowboys roster and just, you know, them being America's team, one of the best brands in football, you know, so... Uh, that I don't really see the hole up on Dax, and unless you know, it's because he isn't getting the number he is wanting, you know, and and, and that is that has been the question that that has been uh, the the topic uh, this this whole year basically. It's it's that the Cowboys can't meet Dax. I don't want to say insane insane uh, standards or level, but yeah, that that has been kind of the story. We haven't really heard. Either side uh, say that's correct, you know, you know, confirm that. But that has been the story. Other people have have reported that story, that exact story. We've heard uh, him rejecting a thirty-five million dollar contract, I believe, thirty-six. So that's been the number that's kind of been thrown out there. Apparently, that's been the number he has rejected. Uh, but as far as Dak goes, like I said, I don't see the the hesitance to sign, uh, especially because you know they have a guy like Andy Dalton to back you up. You know, so just in case you do get hurt or hold out, they have a guy who has started in the NFL for for a decade now. So they have a quality backup to back him up. You know, so so that's a little incentive there for him. Uh, more recently, uh, in the past week, uh, more rankings have come out. You know, without sports, we, we love to get the rankings and, and see the lists and stuff, uh, especially for next season. So another list came out, you know, talking about the receiving core, the best receiving team, uh, team of the best wide receivers. Uh, Dallas was rated the number one team in the NFL most recently, uh, you know, as far as receiving core. And... Yeah, that, that that's a that's a pretty cool thing to have when when you're a quarterback negotiating a contract. You know, uh, uh, wow, this this team has the best receivers, the best guys I can throw to in the entire league, possibly. In, in my opinion, no, they're they're more like the second or third uh, wide receiver core. But still, either way, you know, they're top three. Uh, so there's an incentive for Dak to sign. There's some leeway. There's some edge on the Cowboys uh, side, as well as you know having Andy Dalton in your back pocket. Uh, and then also, you know, you have that offensive line who, even though they, they've they've gotten hurt, you know, some people have retired. Uh, you know, some people simply aren't. Uh, who they used to be. Either way, they're a top five, top ten uh, offensive line in the NFL today. Going forward, I'm confident in saying they'll be a top five, top ten line uh, in, in the next couple of years. Uh, not too long into the future because they are getting older. So you have the the aging offensive line, and and you also have uh, the the superstar running back 
in Ezekiel Elliott, you know, signing uh, one of the biggest contracts ever for uh, the the running back position, if not the biggest ever at the time, I believe. So uh, we know what Zeke is. He's a top three back in this league. Uh, you know, no matter no matter who's your guy, I, I feel like everyone has Zeke in the top three, four, you know, running backs. In my opinion, I put him at, you know, I, I don't put him below number two, number one. So uh, I know what he's capable of, and I'm sure Dak does. So that's even more of a reason, you know, for Dak to get this contract done. And, and also, you know, you have this new coach in Mike McCarthy, a guy in a somewhat proven guy who's won a Super Bowl. You know, he's had quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. So he, he's had the ultimate, you know, quarterback, and uh, he knows uh, what he, he knows what to expect, and he knows, you know, what to possibly you know do to get the highest level of play from those quarterbacks so uh, um, we saw a drop off in the offs in the offense this past season in Green Bay was it because of you know the lack of Mike McCarthy who knows uh, you know either way yeah you know for for Dak a young quarterback you got to be excited for a guy like Mike McCarthy to come in kind of share some guidance some some of his uh, memories and 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 just mentorship, you know, you know, a guy, like I said, who has been with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, some of the best guys to play quarterback. So, you know, at that position. So uh, you, you got to be confident in, in a guy like Mike McCarthy. So that's all, uh, you know, another reason to sign. But, you know, is it because he, he, he wants more money? You know, what is the holdup? In my opinion, you know, I do think that the Cowboys need to just go ahead and sign the contract, get him done. Uh, the number that I wouldn't go over is, you know, 38. I really don't want to hit the 40 million because, you know, cap the cap is probably going to come down with you know, the, the lack of revenue coming in over this next year. Uh, the cap is probably going to come down. So, who knows if if a forty million dollar contract will be, you know, who knows what that'll look like next year or in the next year after that. So uh, that that's a scary number. I know thirty eight is, is basically forty, and if that's the number, and if you're at thirty eight and he wants forty, I get I go I go ahead and sign him at forty, but. I don't necessarily think he's worth that. I I like him at I love him at the thirty five million. That's perfect for him. That is exactly where I would put him. I would go up to thirty six, thirty seven, you know, maybe even thirty eight, forty is a little bit too much. If 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 he if he will sign at forty long term to your deals long term, uh, so, you know maybe he gets less of a signing bonus or whatever, uh, whatever it takes. Uh, you do sign him. He is a franchise quarterback. He's not a top three. He's not even a top five quarterback in this league. Uh, he, neither way, it, it doesn't necessarily depend on that. It depends on where the market is. He's a top ten quarterback, no doubt, and uh, deserves to be paid where the market is going. Uh, I hope it isn't too much. Uh, but as far as you know, Dak and what he says and what he can bring to the table, you know, he's a career sixty-five percent completion, you know, rate rating uh, completion percentage. 
last year uh, th- also had a 65% per, uh, so he's been pretty steady at that 65% uh, he threw a th- he threw 30 touchdowns to 11 interceptions so so that that's a good ratio right there 30 to 11 uh, however we saw him you know score mainly against uh, the lower non-playoff teams and usually we saw more interceptions in the playoff in the teams he was facing you know in the playoff hunt so uh, that's something you can use in, in against him but you know as far as on paper 30 and 11 is pretty good 65 percent pretty good he's a career uh 40 and 24 in his overall career so that's pretty good right there he's won the division two times so two times he has won uh you know the nfc east so props to him for doing that uh not exactly not not the hardest division but not the easy you know the, the eagles have been right there with them for the most part so uh, however, you know, you look at last year, you look at eight and eight as the final product. You know, Zeke didn't give you quite as much as you wanted. Dak got hurt at the end of the season. You didn't get as much as you wanted it from from some pieces on your defense. Amari uh, wasn't there all game. So, so, you know, there are places to point the finger you know last season you know Jason Garrett he's gone now uh, he he was there last year was he a, a larger part in the offensive play calling than we thought he was uh, so we saw Tony Romo calling games and saying himself this kind of looks like a Jason Garrett offense but either way you know he's not in Dallas anymore he's in New York no more Jason Garrett. No, you know, scapegoat there to say it was his fault. You know, what's the holdup with this contract though? They need to get it done. If Dak is in fact the the Cowboys franchise guy, I think he is. As a Cowboys fan, I would go ahead and sign Dak to the thirty-five to maybe a thirty-eight million dollar a year contract. No more than that, uh, unless again you can uh, change other aspects of the contract. But either way, they need to get the deal done. It needs to get done by Wednesday. Wednesday, July 15th, today by 4 p.m. So we'll see if it gets done. I heard, however, they haven't talked since March. Okay, since March, they haven't talked about this contract situation. Not the best thing, not necessarily what you want to hear when you're talking about this. So uh, not the best signs. You know, I, I, I'm not really seeing signs of it getting done. Uh, either way, I, I hope it does. But if it doesn't, we have to wait a whole nother year. And we have to do a whole nother year of talking about it. And I will not do it, okay? Maybe here and there I will talk about it, but not every week, not every time I hear something. No, Dak, no, Jerry Jones. I will not be talking about you as much as you want me to. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. Deadline is today. We'll see if any more deals get done. We'll see uh, Deshaun Watson, another guy open, you know, for a contract coming up. So maybe we see another extension there. We'll see. I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, but like I said, we have today to get it done. I want to segue, uh, you know, from the NFL to the NBA now and talk about uh, yes, another list. Another ranking, uh, you know, a player ranking, Bleacher Report came out and ranked their top 100 players this season in the NBA. 
and I want to talk about that list and where specifically they have a guy named Russell Westbrook. Okay, so Russell Westbrook was was ranked 22nd overall by, by Bleacher Report in the top 100 players this season. To them, he is the 22nd best player this year. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about that and you know just talk about the the list itself because I do have some issues uh, some problems with this list I do not agree with a with a decent amount of it uh, but as far as Russell Westbrook this year if you haven't necessarily been following him he's averaging 27 points eight rebounds seven assists on 47 percent from the floor uh, uh, an all-star level, you know, of play, you know, all-star caliber right there. Definitely 27-8-7. Uh, nearly a triple-double, not quite. You know, he has uh, a better supporting cast in Houston this year, so uh, doesn't necessarily have as much of the workload he did in Oklahoma City. So uh, it makes sense. Again, he's in a new place this year. He's been in Oklahoma City for uh, for. Uh, his entire career. So, you know, he, he made the move to Houston this year. That's got to be tough, and that shouldn't be something that is undervalued, and it shouldn't be something that doesn't get talked about because, again, going into a new place, you know, Tom Brady is going to Tampa Bay this year after spending his entire career in New England. You know, we're going to give him a little bit of slack at first, especially because he's in a new place, new environment that can be scary and takes time to adjust. Uh, so that's another thing in Westbrook's favor. You know, it's his, it's his first year in Houston. Uh, also, some more uh, this season stats for you. Uh, he's seventh in scoring, uh, fourth in in triple doubles, you know, for those of you who love the triple double stat, if you do, you probably love uh, Russell Westbrook. So he's fourth in triple doubles this year. Again, a slight step back from you know being Mister Triple Double over the past couple of years. Uh, let's see. Again, first season in Houston, uh, seventh in scoring, fourth in triple doubles, twelfth in assists uh, at seven and a half assists per game, and twentieth in rebounds per game as a 6 foot 3 point guard he is 20th in rebounds per game so that also should not be undervalued again at 6 foot 3 out rebounding a lot of guys who are at 6 foot 10 7 feet so props to Westbrook he's getting more rebounds than a whole lot of other guys are who are a whole lot bigger than him so 20th in rebounding as a point guard however you know all those stats we, you know, despite all those stats, we see him being ranked at 22nd, being the 22nd best player this season. Okay, now, now let, let me tell you why, I, you know, in large part why I have, uh, you know, a, a great deal of uh, a problem with this. Uh, Kyle Lowry. I like Kyle Lowry. If you've been listening to me, you know, uh, this year and last year more than ever, I've, I've been, I've never been higher on Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry was ranked 20th, which I think is pretty good for Kyle Lowry. But when you compare him to a guy at 22, at you know, in, in Russell Westbrook, 
Uh, I almost laugh at that because Kyle is averaging 19 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds from 40% from the floor. Uh, and if you listen to when I was uh, naming off Russell Westbrook, he's averaging 27, 8, and 7 in comparison to 19, 7, and 5. So I don't see Kyle Lowry being ranked ahead of Russell Westbrook there. Only two spots, but either way, don't agree with that. Uh, Kyrie Irving, a guy who only played 20 games this season. Yes, average you know, 26, 27, 28 points a game in those 20 games. But either way, only 20 games. However, he was ranked the 19th best player on the, you know, this year. Uh, th- you know, uh, what, three spots ahead of Westbrook. Uh, again, in a guy who's only played three games. Three games this year. So, or sorry, sorry, 20 games, you know, but he's ranked three spots ahead of Westbrook. <clears throat> Don't agree with that because availability uh, is important to me where I rank these guys, and he has been available all season, uh, and you can't say that in a guy like Kyrie. Rudy Gobert, uh, I like Rudy a lot, basically having a career year in Utah, 15 points, 13 rebounds, two blocks a game. Uh, he was ranked 18th on this list, so four spots ahead of Russell Westbrook. I like Rudy Gobert a whole lot. He's an all-star, but he's not better. He hasn't been better than Russell Westbrook this season. Paul George, okay, another guy who has been in and out of the lineup, played 40-something games this year for the uh, Clippers. 21 points, 4 assists, 5 rebounds uh, for Paul George. He was ranked 16th on this list. He was ranked 16th. Russell Westbrook, his former co-star, 22nd, where his stats are nowhere near you know Russell's stats this season. You know, for Paul George this season, we know it has been somewhat of a step back with all the time he's missed. He's trying to get healthy. Uh, uh, you know, last year was you know top three in MVP voting, top three in Defensive Player of the Year voting. So we know what he is and what can what he can bring to the table. Sixteenth uh, uh, is, is uh, again pretty good for him, but you know it's just disrespectful to have Westbrook so far behind him at twenty second. Uh, Jason Tatum, you know, a St. Louis guy, a guy I am very high on, as you guys know. This season, averaging 23 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 44% from the floor. Uh, So, Jason Tatum, a first-time All-Star this season, you know, the guy in Boston, a St. Louis representative. So, uh, I love Jason Tatum. However, he was ranked 11th on this list. 11th, okay? Basically saying he's, you know, uh, double the player Russell Westbrook is being at 22 him being at 11 uh so i don't agree with that i love jason tatum being ranked so high uh i know uh, you know the respect is growing for him i'm glad to see he, he's getting the respect he deserves but to be 11th i think is over hyping it a little bit he's, he's played pretty well this season only averaging 23 but uh he was he was playing some of his best basketball before the season stopped and when kemba Walker actually wasn't really playing all that much. So we saw him playing very good, uh, but the first part of the season still happened for Jason Tatum. Didn't get off to the best start. Uh, Either way, he's ranked 11th on this list. And the biggest issue that I have 
with this Bleacher Report list is that Chris Middleton, a good player, a guy who I would put in the top 25, top 20 players in the NBA today. I am comfortable saying he's a top 20, 25 player. Chris Middleton was ranked 10th on this list. He's the 10th. He's in the top 10 of players this season. Wow. Wow. Top 10. He must be averaging... He's averaging, you know, must be something insane, right? No. Okay, 21 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. The best stat, you know, 50% from the floor. So props to him. He's shooting a great percentage from the floor. However, is this a top 10 stat line? 20 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Is that a top 10 stat line in the NBA today? No, it is not. And if that is, how is 27, 8, and 7 at 47% from the floor? I know 7th in scoring, 4th in triple doubles. How is that the 22nd best player, but Chris Middleton with those stats is the 10th best? I do not want to disrespect Chris Middleton, but I don't think he deserves to be the to be in the top ten by any means. He is on you know the best team in Milwaukee, uh, you know in the NBA today as far as rank. Maybe that is why he's getting you know such high praise. Yes, he is the second best player on that Milwaukee roster. I'm not as high on him as Bleacher Report is by any means. Uh, so I don't agree with him being ranked that highly or you know uh, in the top ten. Uh, and and let me tell you why uh, they ranked Russell Westbrook 22nd. Uh, their reasoning was because you know the first part of the season was rough for him. You know up until January he was on pace to be shooting the worst percentage of his career. So yes, that was bad. But you know ever since January he's kicked it up a notch. Especially since the Clint Capella trade, he has kicked it up a notch. Uh, but, you know, up until January, worst shooting percentage of his career uh, by himself when James Harden missed games, he was getting outscored by opponents that were ranked, you know, worse, lesser than him in, in the Rockets. So uh, and their, their biggest knock on him was is his is his inconsistency throughout the entire season that 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 is his biggest knock. Which is kind of funny to me when I think about inconsistency. I think about you know Chris Middleton ha- averaging 12 points in the last four games against Toronto last year. I see his averages against the Lakers and Clippers this season. They go way down. So that's what I look at. I, I see inconsistency from him as well. Uh, so I don't see top 10. I see top 20 for Middleton. I see top 10 for Westbrook. I would simply switch those two players out. Put Chris Middleton at 22. I would put uh, around that, and I would put uh, Russell Westbrook at number 10 or around that number 10 spot. Uh, I, I know Russell disagrees with his ranking. I know I saw him uh, on social media simply laughing at the response so or at the ranking. So he's taking it lightly. He's simply laughing it off. Uh, so I know he disagrees with with the comment. And again, it is it is his first season uh, with Houston with the Rockets with the Rockets. So that should not be something that is understated or undervalued. It takes time. It takes a season sometimes to mesh and to get things going. Uh, so first season in a new place shouldn't be undervalued. Uh, I think he's a top 10 player in the league today, especially this year. 
Uh, so watch out for Russell Westbrook and the Rockets when they come back. I know he has been he, he tested positive for coronavirus, so uh, he hasn't reported to Orlando quite yet. He's still quarantining. Uh, once he has some negative tests and it's safe for him to join the bubble, he will go and enjo- go and join uh, the NBA in Orlando. So I'm looking forward to that if he can come back 100% healthy which I don't know why he couldn't, uh, but if he can, uh, look out for him having you know even more of a chip on his shoulder than usual. Uh, when you talk about a guy in Russell Westbrook, uh, you think of intensity, you think of him already having a chip on his shoulder. So this is going to do nothing but motivate him to play the best basketball possible. So I'm looking forward to see what the Rockets can do. We see, we've see we seen them G, their GM, uh, Daryl Morey, come out and say, you know, this year having two... MVPs in our team, you know, he, he said himself, they should win the championship this year. They're in good form to win the championship. That's high praise. That That's a lot of talk. We'll see if they can back up that talk. Uh, we got about two weeks, guys, two weeks until the return of the NBA uh, multiple nut months until the NFL, but you know I gave you guys the coronavirus sports update. Uh, today's the deadline on the extension for the NFL. We're getting more and more news in the NBA as we're getting closer and closer to the return of play. As of you know, as for this episode of Dudes Talking Sports, uh, that's going to be it. Uh, I want to thank you all for the continued support. Uh, my my most recent podcast last week was was one of my best ones ever. So thank you all for the support. I want to encourage you to leave comments uh, and, and share the podcast if you're comfortable doing that. Uh, but especially you know, leaving comments, letting me know what you. Guys guys think of the podcast Uh, again thank you so much for your continued support Uh, I'm going to be right back here next week uh, with your up-to-date sports news Uh, so I'll see you guys again uh, next week but again thanks for your continued support